Alright guys, this is day eight. It's the Fully Live Athlete Pastor channel. Justin speaking here. And as you look about your life, as you think about your life, and you know, you've got a lot on your plate, I know I do, and I had a trouble getting this uh, these last two videos uploaded, but we're getting them done. It's day eight, it's January eighth. We're gonna work our way through the scriptures, and what we're where we're at now is a key junction in all of the Bible. And John, John, I mean, uh, Genesis 20 through 22, and the second half of the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 6, gives us great insight into how we live today. Now, the biggest tension in Abraham and Sarah, his wife's life, was they didn't have children. And, and the sign, children was a sign of the blessing of God in the day, ancient Near Eastern world. And to not have children was a great disappointment. Uh, they, they At one point, they're like, ah, well, you know, my servant's going to become our heir. So they tried to to have uh, Hagar, uh, the servant, be, an, be a, a surrogate instead of Sarah for, for, their, for their child, their promised child. But God said no. Uh, at, at certain times, the uh, promise has become uh, in danger because Abraham, in Genesis 12, the last part of it, and now in Genesis 20, has turned over his wife to a king. Uh, here it's Abimelech, in the Genesis 12 it was Pharaoh. And it's just a besetting sin. He's afraid, and he's anxious. He's afraid he's going to die, so he gives his wife over to these rulers so they don't kill him to take her. He makes it look like they're not married. They're just traveling together. They're brother and sister. And he even justifies that, that, that ruse in the text, you'll see that if you read it, and and if you look at it, like this this is crucial that Sarah not be taken away because she's going to be the one who's going to bear the promised child, who's going to be Isaac. We'll see him born in twenty one. So God miraculously, graciously rescues these people through Genesis twelve and twenty, so that He can bring His promises through. Now. Notice this. Abraham has besmirched God's name several times with his sin of fear and anxiety and, and, and the heart that, that doubts God and doubts his own ability. And he takes matters into his own hands. And that's where sin, sin originates in the heart with, a, with, a, with an idol or a desire. And then it, it plays out in the, what, in the things we do, you know, with our hands and our feet and our, our words and our, uh, all that. Well, here you see that when Abimelech is cursed and all of his nation is barren, what does God tell him to do? He tells him, go to Abraham, my prophet, and he will pray for you and I will help you. You know that God didn't need to do that, but he uses people like Abraham and us to have a ministry of intercession. We talked yesterday about prayer and how Abraham prayed for his, uh, for his, son, for his nephew that God would rescue him out of Sodom for the sake of the righteous people. And that would only come through Christ, ultimately. Uh, but he answered the prayer. And, and here we have, again, a, 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 a sinner. God doesn't need him, but he calls him his prophet. And he dignifies him for the sake of Christ and says, you know what, you have an important uh, point to play here. Prayer works in that it unleashes the blessings of God stored up from eternity past upon our heads 
But he, he condescends, God condescends to us to let us be a part of that through prayer. Prayer is so important because it may not change your circumstances. It may, but it changes you because it, 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 it draws faith out of you and trust out of you. Especially in an anxious world, it is not an option to pray or not pray. We must pray. We must, as Paul says, be praying without ceasing. Now think about this. Isaac is born in 21, and then in 22, God gives him the unbelievable challenge of, of taking his son, the promised one, to be sacrificed to the Lord. And this would effectively end the promise. Abraham believes. You see that harrowing journey up the mountain, and, and Isaac's carrying the, uh, the instruments, and he says, well, where is the uh, sacrifice? And Abraham says, the Lord will provide the sacrifice. And this is directly related to yesterday, Genesis 18, 14. Is anything too hard or too difficult for the Lord? The faith of Abraham through the battles. You know, like Abraham, the name Abraham, do you know what it means? It means the father of many peoples or nations. And you think about Abraham lives in a junction between all, where all these traders would come through and merchants, and he would introduce himself, he'd show hospitality, and they'd say, hey, so what's your name? Abraham. Oh, well, you must have a lot of kids. Well, actually, I, I don't. Well, who gave you this name? God did. Well, he had to be, like, humiliated and, and trust God that God's going to keep his promise for all of these years. And it worked in him faith. And th there's going to be... Things you're going to go through that are going to cause you anxiety and, and fear and pain. And and you're the, only, the only refuge you have is trust in God. And that's exactly how God builds faith in us. We don't just say a prayer and, 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 and go to heaven, you know, because God forgives our sin. He wants us to be holy as He is holy. And so all the providential things in our life are put out for, through God's hand to work in us to make us holy as he is holy okay so you turn to the new testament and you talk about two great great portions of the sermon on the mount in, in um, matthew 6 19 and following so we're in uh, matthew 6 19 down to 34 and he talks about your treasures in heaven what are your treasures is your treasures christ do you want to be where he is do you trust him is he your is he your treasure well, if so, then he says, I tell you, do not worry, in verse 25, about your life, what you'll eat, what you'll drink, about your body, what you'll wear. Where God's going to, you know, if you're going to have to give up something, you know. Someone once said, you know, you can tell you're, you're a functional Lord by the, by the things in secret that you, that you pine after. The things that you think, well, if I, if I didn't have this, I would die. Or if I had this, if I just had this, then I'd be whole. Well, no. We, we can't worry about our lives. We can't worry about a single hour. The Lord knows these things, and He has a purpose for these things. In the midst of, of not having the right clothes, the right drinks, all those sort of things, you know, we shouldn't worry because uh, if God clothes the lilies in the field and the grass, surely He's going to take care of those He loves. Our Father knows we need them. Now, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So, he really speaks to a great need we have of worry, right? Well, as you think about this, consider that God knows all that you need, and he's not just called a generic God, he's called the Father 
the great climax of the Bible, the great apex, is that we get to call out to Him as our Heavenly Father. This is good news. Through Christ, we become brothers and sisters along with Christ and can address Him not only as Father, but as Abba, Daddy. This is the great message of the Gospel. Alright, take care guys. Hope you've enjoyed recap for day 8. We'll be up in Genesis 23 tomorrow and we'll hit uh, Matthew uh, 7 tomorrow. Okay, I know you got questions. I know you got comments. And share, with what, share what you're learning and let's keep encouraging one another through to the end. Let's see this to the end, guys. I know you can do it. It doesn't take that long every day to just read the chapters. We've got uh, really three and a half chapters today. You can do this. All right, go in peace. See you soon.